one. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sonic Central, the podcast for Freemasons by Freemasons. Now, here are your hosts, Greg Stewart and Dean Kennedy. Hey everybody, welcome. I, I'm here. Welcome to Masonic Central, the podcast for Freemasons by Freemasons. Are you there, Dean? Yeah, I was just making sure the earthquake didn't get you. <laughs> it was it was a big one. I'm I'm actually reading on Twitter that we're having aftershocks all the way up here, a seven point two down in uh, northern Mexico. It's enough to swallow up California, I think. But uh but yeah, no no earthquakes haven't been swallowed up yet. I haven't swallowed up yet. So if I disappear that's that's where I've gone. So yeah, welcome to nice. another and you think so, huh? <laughs> it's Easter, Dean. Did you find the Easter eggs today? Yeah. Sure did, did you go out buddy. there and hide up for the kids? My diet's going well. I ate some of my little daughter's eggs for her. I mean, she's so small she needs someone to eat them for her. You don't want to leave sort of something that laying around for little kids to eat. Of course not. Of course not. Did you did you guys dye eggs? Is that a, a big tradition in the Kennedy household? Um, we do it a different fashion. We dye the eggs and then we have a egg contest where we have little battles and whoever like breaks the other guy's egg they lose and then they go the next and next until we have a winner. It's kind of an interesting <laughs> thing. We like and bash so the eggs. <laughs> so it's like it becomes like a dyed egg salad. Yeah, well my my little son put stickers on the end of his to kind of help protect it a little bit, add some armor to it and uh tended to work a little bit, but he ended up getting beat. And anyway, my uh my youngest won this time. Oh, but she had a buy to cool. the finals, so that kind of helped. <laughs> well, it sounds like a a terrific holiday. You know, my kids are all about just the the chocolate Easter bunny, and that's it. They're they're of age enough where where Easter is just about the candy. You know, where's the candy? Okay, thanks. You know, but it's a definitely a great time of year. And, and actually, I was kind of giving us some consideration of something to write today. It's a it's a terrific holiday that all sorts of things can be pulled from it. So. Uh, happy Easter to all those that are listening and joining us live tonight. And if you're listening to it down the road or, or even next year Easter, happy Easter to you then. Um, I know we had a, a little bit of a, a, a pop with the news this week. Did we did we get a chance to get it in? Of course, Greg. There we go. That's what I like to hear. Let's hear what Tim has to say. All right. Take it away, Tim. Thanks, Greg and Dean. This is Tim Bryce with the Masonic News for the week of April 4th, 2010. In the news... The Alva Review Courier of Oklahoma reports Masonic Charities Foundation of Oklahoma presented a check for $100,000 to help establish the Institute for Citizenship Studies at Northwestern Oklahoma State University. This is a very good day in the history of Northwestern, said Dr. Aaron Mason last Wednesday, March 24th, as he opened a special ceremony officially accepting the endowment from the Masons. Representatives of the Masonic Lodges and Order of the Eastern Star from Alva, Wainaka, and the Masonic Charities Foundation of Oklahoma attended the ceremony. Dr. Mason, the Assistant Professor of Political Science, said, I'm very proud of the partnership the Masonic Charities Foundation of Oklahoma has seen fit to engage with us here. I will be intimately involved in running the Institute for Citizenship Studies here at Northwestern. Dr. Kay Decker, chair of the Social Sciences Department, said, 
This is really a big event, not only for our department, but for the university. The Cambridge News of the United Kingdom reports an ancient cave is due to reopen with a modern audio system. The improved equipment has been introduced to help visitors explore links in the Royston Cave's mystical carvings to Freemasonry. The cave, which closes between September and April for conservation reasons, will be open to visitors at weekends from this Saturday. James Robinson, cave manager, said the audio system replaced one that had been used for nearly 20 years and would now allow material to be added or edited. Commenting on the Masonic links, he said, Although there are no proven theories about the cave, it is interesting to explore new ideas as it has always been shrouded in mystery. The system we had was old, so we thought it was time to replace it. This year, we have altered it to offer an exploration of the possible Masonic links so we can vary our historical presentation. Mr. Robinson, who had been involved with the running of the cave for six years, said he hoped it would encourage teenagers to engage with the town's history and said all Royston-based schools would be offered a free guided visit. More than 2,500 people visited the tourist attraction in 2009. The cave is open on weekends from 2.30 to 5 p.m., as well as bank holidays. Admission is three pounds for adults and two pounds concessions. Accompanied children get in free. The Illawarra Mercury of Wollongong, New South Wales, Australia reports on Saturday, March 27th, Lodge Broughton 131, more commonly known as the Berry Masons, opened the doors of their temple to the community and celebrated their 125th anniversary. About 150 people attended, including visiting Freemasons, representatives of Barry's community groups, and a number of curious onlookers. Among the guests was the Deputy Grand Secretary of Freemasons of the New South Wales and ACT, Chris Craven, who on behalf of the Grand Master presented Lodge Broughton with a special key, which symbolized the Lodge opening its doors to the community. This was the first key of its kind presented to any lodge in New South Wales or the ACT. Founded in 1885, the Berry Lodge was known as a Moon Lodge, which would meet on the full moon, allowing its members, some of whom lived as far away as Kangaroo Valley, to ride home by moonlight. In recent times, the lodge was behind the establishment of the Berry Masonic Village and the Hands Across New South Wales charity. Mr. Craven said the spirit of openness was about letting people know about the good work the Masons did and to demystify the Freemasons. It might also help with membership, he said. A time capsule was also buried to be opened in 25 years. And finally, the Inverall Times of New South Wales, Australia reports, in cricket news, the B-grade final saw Delungra and Square and Compass battle it out with Square and Compass taking home the trophy. A lot of people have asked where have Square and Compasses come from or what's in the name. Square and Compass are the recognizable emblems of Freemasonry, and this year the Inverell Freemasons are the major sponsor of the Square and Compass cricket team. Congratulations, one and all. Brothers, if you have any Masonic news we can use, please do not hesitate to email it to me at timb001 at phmainstreet.com. Again, that's timb001 at phmainstreet.com. And now back to Greg and Dean. Wait for it. <laughs> By Castle, you are a character that you are. There's never any telling what you'll say or do next. See, I knew it. 
<laughs> Good timing too, and he had it just timed perfect, right? Right at the end of it. Oh. So just a, a couple points I wanted to make coming out of the news is he referred to a full moon lodge, and I find that interesting. And I think there's a, uh, you know, of the older lodges, I think that was quite, you know, it was a common thing to have a full moon lodge in the country lodges anyway, where there wasn't a lot of street lights. And uh, I'd be curious to hear any feedback from some of our listeners of whether your lodges are were or are full moon lodges um, at some point. So uh, it has to be an older lodge, obviously, but uh, I'd be curious. And, Greg, what do you think about that, where they, they uh, planted a time capsule and they are opening in 25 years? 25 years to me doesn't seem like a long time. You know, it seem no, that's 1985, buddy. Of... If they had planted uh, a, a time capsule in 1985, we'd be opening it right now. That'd be E.T. That's... that's... That's true, but I could probably go into my garage and, and open up a box of stuff from 1985. Yeah. Which is kind of scary in and of itself, but you know what I mean? So it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like it's a long time, but maybe maybe that's just a, a you know, the, the confessions of a pack rat, so it doesn't seem like a long time. Maybe for others it's a, it's a significant period. Hmm. I, don't I, 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 I don't know. I wonder what was in that discussion that's the... the Anyway, that's that's my note. <laughs> well, very cool, very cool. This thing, you know, and, and actually, we have guests that might be good to ask about this very question, given their positions in the lodge that we're going to talk about, um, and and things that might go into it. Well, you know, what would you want to see in the 25-year uh, opening ceremony? Um, for for those that caught the post this week, we, we are talking to the the leadership or the leadership council, I guess, of Gate City Lodge in Atlanta, Georgia. We have on with us. Bo Pettis, Pettis and yes, Mike Logic. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. How are you, sir? Doing very well. I'm thank good. You. Excellent, excellent. I had to, Mike. I had to to look at my notes for that name. It's like I saw how I wrote it, and it's like, ooh, that's the that's not really how it's spelled. And it's like, oh, okay. Here's how you say it. <laughs> so, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. And I think uh, Fred Milliken, you're on with us too, right? I am. <laughs> this is like the mute check. Make sure whoever, whoever's got their mute button off. Um, hey, excellent. Thanks for joining us. Because I, I know, Fred, you're, you're here with us because you're, you're very close to Gate City and, and have had lots of conversations with them in the past few years and uh, and know them fairly well. Yes, I do. And I have a, n- a number of interesting questions. Excellent. Oh, no. Excellent. So, we don't do questions here, Fred. We <laughs> do statements. <laughs> This is all rolling monologue. Well, I'll just monologue through it. I thought we were going to talk so, about what we wanted to see out of a time capsule in 25 years. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? And, and probably good to say, Mike, you're, you are the worshipful master this year of Gate City. So so as worshipful master, what would you put into a time capsule being closed and buried up this year to open up in 25 years from now? What I would like to say, I'd probably say I'd want to see in that time capsule would have to definitely be uh, a lot of the, the posters and the write-ups from the blog, uh, dealing with all the different programs that the Brethren of Gates City have worked uh, tirelessly on to uh, help promote Freemasonry in Georgia as well as throughout the country. Uh, done a lot of great things in this past year as well as last year with these programs. I think that would be a great testament to what we're doing right now. That's a that's a pretty diplomatic answer there. I have to not even going out on much of a limb. I mean, really, that's uh, capturing what's taking place now. Do you think in 25 years from now, do you think that it would be much different than, than what's taking place there at the Lodge today? 
I hope so. I hope that I really hope that it only gets better. I mean, we're you know they say things are going great right now, but there's always room for improvement. There's no such thing as the perfect lodge, and I think that uh, I would definitely like to see Gate City grow and continue and expand with the, the programs and membership and uh, all inclusive. Excellent. Very. Very good. Yeah, and, and maybe it's, it's probably good to tell us, give us a little bit of a background. Now, for those who may not be familiar, Gate City is is one of many lodges that, that exist in, in Atlanta, Georgia, and, and well, exists in Georgia. I don't know how many there are in town now, um, but it's got a, a, a quite a long history. I mean, this is a lodge that, that's nearly 150 years old. When, does, when did lodge start, and, and what's brought the lodge through today? I mean, this is a lot of time that we're talking about here. Well, the lodge started in 1887, and what what was the second question? What brought it um, to today? The, yeah, how did it carry it through? How did it carry it through? Well, I mean, it, it, like any other lodge, it, it had ups and downs. Um, obviously, it, this is its fourth location, I believe. Uh, at least two were destroyed by fire, um, and, and I think that, you know, it, it sort of limped along through really the, the 80s and the 90s, and I, I think one of the great things that helped people realize what a special lodge it was is because you had William Hartsfield, who was a great mayor of the city of Atlanta, and obviously Hartsfield Airport is named after him, and you also had Henry Grady, who was a, a, a huge uh, uh, newsman uh, in, the, in the 1800s as well, um, and several schools, hospitals, uh, even a school at... Uh, UGA School of Journalism is named after him. So you had a lot of special uh, members in Gate City, and a lot of that attracted um, some people. And then other people who were perhaps in the lodge realized what a special place it was. And, you know, local history buffs also sort of, it makes them feel prouder when they know their history. Excellent. Um, I did, uh, one thing we that I really kind of want to um, uh, handle before we go too far in the program, a lot of people listening to this program will have picked up the name of your lodge, and 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 obviously it's it's been put through the Masonic press anyway um, a lot in in recent past for some um, I guess I'll call it controversy, and and I know we talked about this before the program. And I'd like to just kind of get that in and out and handled um, so that it be- doesn't become the basis of our conversation. Yet it handles the uh, the audience, uh, some of the audience's questions, perhaps. Um, um, what? Why were you in the news recently? And 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 how and how is it shaken out? Um, uh, who who wants to handle that question? In a in a nutshell. Um a fellow named Victor Marshall was initiated past and raised uh, at Gate City and uh, then was made an officer shortly thereafter. And uh, some some brethren in Georgia um, got wind of this and did not appreciate it very much uh, because Victor is a, a black fellow, and um, they, did, they took grave exception, and they decided to prefer charges through two masters of two lodges against Mike Belogic. And the issue with a master preferring charges against another master is that it circumvents the 
lodge voting on it so that that way the lodge really doesn't have a say-so in any of the charges. And there's a question as to whether it's immediately actionable or not. At any rate, uh, the charges specified that uh, Mike Belogic had violated his obligation as a master mason and his obligated as, uh, obligation as worshipful master of Gate City Lodge Number 2 for letting in a non-white man, and then it stated Victor Marshall specifically. At which point, uh, the charges uh, were, uh, I guess, uh, allowed to proceed, and the uh, the trial date was set for a date which Mike Belogic was going to be out of town, and it was uh, stated for a location which could only fit, you know, 12 people at the most. At any point, after speaking with the um, the attorney who was handling. I guess the judgeship for the Grand Lodge, uh, and it was divined that they weren't going to stop this uh, situation from moving forward, at which point uh, David Llewellyn and David Johnston, both of Gate City Lodge Number 2, uh, filed a court action to for a cease and desist, as it appeared that uh, the... Uh, the action against Mike Belogic might have been violating the, the rules of our order specifically. Right. And so what happened is those charges uh, or the, the court action was then found by a reporter who put it all over the, the, uh, the wire. And it was also, mm-hmm. uh, also Masonic Blogs uh, received it as well. And, and um, of course, the rest is history. Yeah. And is it all resolved now? Uh, essentially what happened is the Grand Lodge uh, dropped charges, and right. uh, and it wasn't really the Grand Lodge that had preferred the charges. The the two individual masters dropped the charges, and Gate City dropped its charges, and uh, everything appears to be quiet at this point. Excellent. Well, that's good that we handled that. I didn't want this whole show to be about it, but I feel that when people hear the name of your lodge, that was immediately going to come, and thank you for uh, explaining that to us. And uh, and um, one thing that comes out of this whole thing is is you guys are a very progressive lodge, correct? Uh, you know, again, I, I wouldn't know if we're progressive or not. We feel like we're sort of very traditional Freemasons. We take the obligation very seriously. We we take the tenets of the order seriously, and you know. To some points of view, it might be perhaps the fellows who uh, took those actions against us that might actually be the ones who are progressive, but perhaps in the wrong way. They're the ones that have changed the order. We didn't change the order. We're not looking to change the order. We just want the order to be like any new Mason wants, is we want the order to be what was promised to us, what was promised to us from our grandfathers, what was promised to us from the legend of Freemasonry that is promulgated every day by the media. Uh, basically, we want the experience. And uh, for those fellows who, again, took that action against us, we, we believe that they might be the ones who are, who are progressive, but in a negative way. We, we think of ourselves as extremely traditional. Yeah, perhaps the word I used was was wrong. Maybe I meant you're a very active lodge. <laughs> I didn't mean to oh, yeah. to uh, <laughs> provocate uh, more discussion what? on that. 
I think, though, to, to Dean's question and, and, and really to your answer and, and just to elaborate more on it, given all the controversy, did it raise the profile of Gate City in, in, in perhaps a, a otherwise sleepy area of, of Masonic goings-on? Did, did you get a lot of... City was, it, it's raised our profile uh, uh, a, wide, a wide degree. However, though, we, you know, it, it sort of we were it caught us on an upswing where we had really you know the fruition of our labor had really just started uh moving the thing forward i mean we've we're going to raise or bring in 20 folks this year and half of them uh range from people who've been waiting around for a year before the 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 whole news thing hit so we've we've been on the upswing for quite a while and we've just been you know pushing the ball forward as it were and if we gain anything from this, it, it will just be a, a, a happy. Uh, it, it will be a happy occurrence from from a negative experience. I, I think there's 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 a one point that should be brought up here about Gate City Too Lodge and and looking at at their website. They've done a number of interesting things, and I have one question for uh, Mike. And Bo, this is Fred Milliken talking. Um, hey, Fred. Hey, Fred. A, hey, good, good to talk to you guys. As as a Catholic Mason, I was really, really intrigued. In fact, what first turned me on to your lodge was not the controversy that you were in. Before that, you did a series with a deacon of the church who was a canon lawyer who came into lodge and explained uh, the position of the Catholic Church on Freemasonry. I. How did you get this guy to come in? I mean, uh, do you have a lot of Catholic Masons in your lodge? And, and what did you learn from all this? And, and how do you feel it benefited? I mean, i got a hundred questions, but could you go into a little detail on what happened with that thing? Sure. Well, essentially, it, it, when we started the Cultural Religion Series, that was my absolute must, and that was really why we designed it, so that we could have a format to answer some of these questions. At any rate, what occurred is a uh, I had talked to several uh, local priests and, you know, <laughs> almost got excommunicated by one of them. And uh, at any rate, David Herman, who's a, a member of Gate City, was actually DDGM at the time uh, before the Troubles. And um, he ended up getting in contact with John McManus. And John McManus uh, asked the uh, the Archbishop of Atlanta if he could do this and uh you know, the rest is history. As a matter of fact, I was at uh, Mass today, and John uh, was there helping out uh, the priest do communion. Uh, I would have said hello to him, but uh, I was there with kids. You know how that is. <laughs> Very interesting. The other thing that I noticed on your site um, that I thought was uh, really uh, intriguing was that you do a Masonic retreats. And I was noticing some of the descriptions that you had of this house you went to. It had a pool and a pool table and all these amenities. I mean, where did you find this house? And what is a Masonic tr uh, retreat, at least as Gate City Lodge sees it? Well, the, the retreat, um, you know, we, we actually, a lot of the things we're doing now, uh, Bill and I, as well as others in the lodge, have been working on this for about over five-year time frame. And we really, you know, we've tried to take a big, take a look at the big picture. What, what are we, what's lacking? What are we missing? Some of the basic uh, fundamentals of hanging out outside the lodge room helps with the camaraderie. So we thought, you know what? Every year we've got to get our officers ready for their, for their station. 
excuse me, what a better way than to take them up to a fancy house up in the Georgia mountains and uh, just get away for a week and we can focus on practicing ritual work and, and so on. And uh, so we, we surfed the internet. Uh, Bo's wife found this beautiful home up in uh, North Georgia and it's been a hit ever since. We started off roughly with about, I would say, six guys in our first year. And I say this year we probably exceeded uh, a little 30. Yeah, 30, but just don't tell the fellow that rents it to us. He, I think he put a cap at 22. <laughs> so it's just it's, it's taken off, and we haven't, you know, it hasn't been a negative word about it. Everybody seems to thoroughly enjoy uh, these retreats, and it's actually become more of like a, a vacation than a retreat. We all actually look forward to it. And, and we're planning a spring retreat as well uh, in Savannah this year, and, and one of the huge things that, that Gate City focuses on is after lodge time. We always go out after the meeting. Um, we always have a lot of good unstructured fellowship after the meeting. We, we, we see each other even outside of that. I mean, we just had, what, 50 of us go to uh, Thrasher's, hockey go to Thrasher's hockey game. So, I mean, we, we definitely try to, you know, um, be what we thought we were joining in the first place. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You, you guys have said that in in just two different ways now in, in saying that the being what you expected of the fraternity at the time that you came into it. So so the camaraderie aspect of it and, and the events aspect. And and I want to get back into the events aspect. Fred touched on, on just the one speaking engagement you had that, that the person came in and talked about Catholicism and Freemasonry. Um, but but before we go there, I, I wanted to touch back into what you're saying about making the lodge, the Freemasonry that you had pictured Freemasonry as being. And and two parts to that really. First, what is it that you saw or what was the idea that you had in mind of, of what Freemasonry was when you came into it? And and how did you see to make it from what it was at the time that you came to that conclusion to now where you're at? And, and if you think that you're closer to it. Well, you know, you have to think. Uh, before you come into this organization, you have in your mind's eye what Hollywood or your grandfather or people close to you have, have told you about this. You're expecting a quasi-mystical experience. You're expecting to be wowed. You're not expecting to get into a lodge where perhaps there might be people in sneakers or flip-flops or, you know, you're, you're not expecting to be uh, brought to light in a lodge filled with iridescent bulbs. There has to be some sort of a mystical quality about it because, again, Freemasonry is a philosophical supplemental to religion, and most people have some sort of an inkling that that is the case before they come in. And it's very easy to underwhelm them with ritual. It's also very easy to underwhelm them in the stuff that the Lodge is not doing. It's very easy to underwhelm them at that point because they may have an unreasonable degree of expectation that's been sold them through no fault of our own by the, the legend that we have to follow. And, and that's okay, but... What we've done is we've tried to say, okay, what did we want? We wanted the mystical presentation, number one, first out the gate. We wanted the brethren to look the part, both the brethren on the sideline as well as uh, those doing the, the, the work. Uh, the lodge had to look right. It had to be either candlelit or dimly lit or, you know, be a nice lodge. It could not be one where there's, you know, yeah. we, we had shag rug when we started and we, uh, 
uh, redid it with a marble and granite floor. The fellowship has to be intact. The guy has to feel like he's really, really coming into something special. He's open. Every two weeks he gets to go and hang out with his friends, both at Lodge and after Lodge. You have to have the education there. You have to have people learning something. And you have to have the programs. Those are the six cylinders that you have to be firing on. And if you're firing on all six of those cylinders, it's going to work. You're going to produce something. And I feel that, you know, we're like I said, we're adding 20 this year, 20 good people, uh, over 10 of whom have been waiting or will have been waiting over a year to come into the lodge. And uh, five or six of those are going to be by uh, dual membership. I feel like we have an answer. It's not necessarily the only answer. You know, there's probably lodges that are doing something different. But for us, for what we thought the craft was supposed to be when we joined it, I think we've, we're on our way to developing it. There's, there's no perfect situation. There's no perfect answer. There's always going to be something that you could have done better. You know, but I think, we, I think day by day we get closer as long as we keep pushing, you know, moving the ball forward. Um, I just have a quick uh, a question here. Um, a few weeks, a couple weeks ago, um, I think it was a couple weeks, Greg. You can correct me if I'm wrong. We we interviewed um, the, the the brethren that that uh, that that look after the TO lodges. Um, your lodge isn't a TO lodge, right? No, no, we're not. We're uh, no. we're we're um, we like ritual. We like very distinct looking work, but we're. We're definitely a uh, regular lodge working in the jurisdiction of the Grand Perfect. Lodge of Georgia. So the next question then is, is that um, because we talked about we talked to the brethren of the TO Lodge, and that's a very um, you know dynamic form of of a lodge, and I'm I've been getting a lot of comments after that show about TO Lodge, but you guys have been successful in building a very good lodge without going to a to a TO or a European concept model. Well, see, the, um, the issue is you get a lot of you get a lot of fellows in, and they're so heavy about God love them. They're so heavy on the craft. They're so in love with the craft, and they want to march right in there to Grand Lodge, and they want to tell Grand Lodge what to do, and they want to work from the top down, and you know they want to run before they can walk. You can't do that. First of all, you have to show Grand Lodge its its respect because they've been in the trenches a lot longer than any of us have, and the way that you're going to affect what you want to do affect is to work in your individual lodge. You're not going to get 10,000 people to listen to you if you've not done anything. You know, show results first. You're not going to march into Grand Lodge and change the world in one fell swoop. And it's, uh, it's Well, you guys tried. Right. Oh, no, 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 we didn't. No. <laughs> I'm no, joking. All we've done... Bad joke. Bad joke on my part. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Um, <laughs> Again, and it's folly to try, because. Um, good. But I do like it, and 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 one thing that I preach about—I um, shouldn't use the word preach—but I discuss and and I pontificate. No, I don't pontificate either. What do I do, Greg? I just discuss it and, and suggest it. Right? Is balance in the lodge um, with with the the education, the ritual, the social. Um, oftentimes, uh, a lodge I feel. Yeah, a lodge fails because they focus too much in one area and the rest drops. You've said it yourself that it has to be firing on all six cylinders, um, which to me indicates that, that your plan for, for a successful lodge is to have balance amongst all the pillars of, of a good lodge. Well, 
you know, and that's that's exactly what we're striving for in Gate City, uh, as we just, we're discussing here when it comes to ritual. In, in Gate City, and I have, you know, God bless them, I have wonderful officers and a, and a great lodge of brethren who are hard workers and dedicated. And when, what we've all kind of come to the realization and understanding is that when it especially comes to the degrees, as in any Masonic lodge, when it's, when it's time to put on a degree, that's showtime. you got to put the best product out there to wow your candidates. That alone will then stoke their enthusiasm and want them to come back for more and get involved. But at the same time, to provide that balance, if they're getting a word wrong here or there, it's not the end of the world exactly. as long as long as the show is there. Exactly. And then, you know, for as hard as much effort and time and energy we put in that lodge room to put, the, to put on the best degree possible, we also try to unleash and cut loose outside the lodge room, like with the, with the retreat, with the hockey games, and any other function. And then also, you know, to, to shake things up, we'll put these uh, programs on to bring in outside speakers, just to, just to liven it up a little bit. I'm, I'm glad to see that hockey and, and, and the fraternity are getting together. This is, you're, you're almost a Canadian lodge already. <laughs> you just need the gold now. I, I, I can't even spell hockey. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure it's a good game. Uh, it's it's a great game. Okay, I'm, I'm sure it is. Uh, I, I watched it a few times, and, and you've convinced me. It's a great game. <laughs> so Somewhere, someday, there's going to be a paper written about somehow masonry and hockey are going to be tied. I don't know what it is yet, you know, but but, uh, but if you have one out there, send it in. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> don't go what? putting squares and compasses on hockey pucks, please. Yeah. <laughs> you send them down the line. I, I mean, all this... Is those square and compasses shoelaces I sent you, by the way? I'm just kidding. I didn't send them square and compasses shoelaces. <laughs> Bad joke. Merchandising anyone? Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it, I just it goes to to the the broader question, and and now all the things that you've talked about, it seems that there's been a, a tremendous um, uh, accumulation of of the social capital. I mean, that that was really where we were going with in, in talking about this and in, in the interactivity, the community, and and the lodge itself. And and I'm curious if. If, he, if the lodge has been able to capitalize on it with that at all in the community in general, so so not necessarily with the Masonic folks, but but even the the general community outside of that, so the interest community that might be the ones coming and petitioning to the lodge. Hey, have you had a, a generated interest from from those that may have just heard about it from other folks? Oh, this lodge over here has a a lot of really great programs that we like to come and see. Yeah, we yeah, actually we really have. We I receive a handful of emails and phone calls every month from people saying, "Hey, you know, I've been always kind of curious. I heard about your program. I saw your website. I've been doing my homework." And you get the traditional, "My grandfather was a mason, my father wasn't," type of spiel. And you know, and I really just welcome them on in. Just come on over. These are our events. We'd love to have you come have dinner with us. And if you have any questions, we'd be more than happy to sit down and talk to you. And that's you know that's it's a great tool. Uh, it's a great way to break the ice. These guys feel comfortable coming in. It's an open atmosphere, and you know we've had a, a lot of success with uh, finding new new masons through these programs. But we don't recommend what we went through as a means of increasing your <laughs> yeah ex yeah yeah no we really don't lodge attendance yeah it doesn't doesn't work that way. Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> and and how has it been with the the membership by and large? Have you had a, a big buy-in of interest from from those members of the lodge that that 
um, would normally be the, the bulk of the attendees? Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen some faces that we hadn't seen for a while. Um, some some fellows who are who come around and uh, out of concern, or, or maybe to say, well, you know, this too shall pass, at a boy. You know, we we have gotten a, a lot of nice support. We've gotten a lot of nice support from from uh, Freemasons all over Georgia, uh, and and really the world, as a matter of fact. Uh, we had uh, a fellow from Grand Lodge of Peru come to our uh, retreat this past. Uh, this past December, so it was it was really neat. I mean, we've really gotten a lot of support. It's been amazing. Hmm. That's always a, a fantastic thing it, it, when when you can engage the membership in, in something like that, and and also engage the outside community. And I think that's that's the, really the the, uh, the heart of the reason why you guys are on tonight talking about this, and and what maybe other lodges aren't necessarily having a, a terrific time in achieving and, and being able to pull off. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's quite a feat, and, and this is something that, that isn't just a, an out-of-the-box anomaly that, that Gate City pulled off. I mean, this is something that, that's been in the works for, for some time. How, how long have, have you two and, and, I guess, others in the Lodge been working to try to, to permit this and, and make these things come to pass? Five years. Five years, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, pretty pretty hard at it. Uh, you know, there were times where it was just Mike and myself and, you know, a, a couple of other dedicated officers, uh, Donald Hall, Nick Hayes, Doug Rabby, uh, who've all been there through the through the ups and downs. And there were internal strikes uh, as well. Um, you know, and any time that you're trying to turn a boat around, it, it's going to be difficult. But, again, like you said, uh, case in point, we just had our falconry event where we had uh, – a uh, fellow come in and, and talk about falconry, and in, in so doing, he brought, you know, three falcons with him. Well, we really didn't promote the event that much. We put it on our website, sent out a couple of invites on Facebook, and, you know, we had over 80 people there, and uh, more than half of them were not Freemasons. Um, so we, we get uh, a good amount of interest from the public, and, you know, we've, we've got some, some other events coming up, and it seems like... Uh, they're going to get anywhere from 80 to 100 people uh, every time. And it seems to have sort of developed a little following, maybe from the news story and maybe just from attention that came about because of the news story. Maybe people looked into the lodge a little bit more and realized, oh, wow, this isn't like just a bunch of troublemakers. These are guys who are just dedicated at doing what they're doing. And essentially, you know, the, the issues came to them. You know, we never sought out to be uh, anybody that tried to tip over the apple cart. We just wanted to do our thing and and uh, and have Freemasonry again in the way that we that we thought it should be practiced, the way that so, the way that was in our mind's eye when we came into the order. Right, right. That's great. I didn't know that there was a whole a whole program about Ford Falcons, and you guys had a whole program in Lodge about the Ford Falcon. That's fantastic. It, it was <laughs> awesome, but the thing is we had to punch holes in the wall so that you could breathe because the exhaust was just... You didn't think I was going to catch that Ford, gotcha. did you? Just flip gotcha. that one in there. <laughs> well, this is family programming, so I wouldn't... I wouldn't I, I would I would be interested in what, I would be interested in what some of the future uh, programs that you're going to put on or speakers that you're going to have. You got anything on the drawing boards that would be interesting to talk about? Uh, Mississippi Delta Blues. Uh, we're going to have a fella come in and, and perform that. He's about 75 years old and he's been playing it since he was about nine. 
Um, so that's going to be a really, uh, really cool. neat event. We've got Colonel Steele, the Colonel Steele from the Black Hawk Down situation, is going to be coming to talk to Gate City, and wow. going to be an event. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, wow. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Hey, good morning, right? <laughs> but uh, no, I mean we've got you know um, more more coming. Um, those are two that are fastly coming down the pike. Um, we're going to have a, a chamber orchestra in, uh, should be November, uh, to do some Mendelssohn and some Mozart, um, and that'll be fun. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we just keep it, we keep it moving. We've got the spring retreat coming up. We've got the summer party coming up. Um, again, it, it's, there's so many things that vie for the attention of prospective members or members if you're not fulfilling that need, if you're not, another thing is to identify your competitive set. Who are you competing with for their attention? You're competing with the internet. You're competing with the home life. You're competing with. Hey, easy on the internet, life. eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Gotcha. But yeah, you really are. You're competing with the internet. Um, no, so you really have to uh, fire on all cylinders. You you have to give them a reason to come. Otherwise, you've listened to me there. before, haven't you? <laughs> no, no. Have you been <laughs> doing the same stuff with all these people for years now? I I keep saying we have to give a value-added statement to convince them to to be able to step away from their families. Why are, why am I leaving my kids and my wife home to go to this event? W what makes masonry different than me being able to sit down and watch cable TV and watch American Idol? Uh, you know, uh, why am I going to pull myself off the coach to do coach to do that or go to the gym? There has to be a reason. There has to be a value there. There has to be a value proposition. That's how you get people that make Here's a difference. Thing, and this is a sad story. This is a sad story. But as we were gathering 50 people up to go do our hockey thing, there was another lodge meeting there, and there were four guys. And those four guys didn't look like they were about to go to lodge. You know, God love them. I'm, I'm sure they're great brethren, but, you know, these guys were, you know, in their in their 70s and whatnot, and like I said, there were four of them, and, and you know, they it just didn't look to me that they had anything to offer uh, someone in his 20s. And the only thing, my, my only thought, whether it's Masonic or uh, not quite living up to the standards of being a brother, the only thing I thought... To myself was man that lodge is done for they're gone and there's nothing they can do about it they have reached the end you know and so, I, I think that's true so let me do a quick synopsis because i'm hearing you here um how many how big is your lodge right now how many members uh we have what about 170 180 yeah somewhere about there okay about how many are active members how many people come to a lodge, uh, lodge meeting for one I'd thing? I'd say between, I'd say between, I'd say probably about what forty are pretty active. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, part. forty are pretty active. So you're still hitting that eighty twenty rule. It's pretty hard yeah, to. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Oh, but listen, it's not eighty twenty rule anymore. It's more like ninety five five rule. You know, a lot of these <laughs> lodges have two, three hundred people, and they got five showing up, barely even. Yeah. Well, if you're not getting that eighty twenty, then there's something wrong. Something going wrong, and then and the object that I think is to try to beat that myself. Um, oh, yeah. But um, um, so so how many people are actually doing? Uh, who are the how many key players are there in your lodge are actually doing the work? Is it the thirty? Does everyone have a hand in 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 rowing the ship, or or 
Are there a few key rowers, and the others are on uh, along the it's, ride? It's getting to be. It's it's this year. It's 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 very very evident that a lot of people are doing the work. Uh, we've got uh, a coach that's um, that's coaching degrees who's never done it before. We've got another one that's actually going through his fellow craft. He'll be a coach right after that. We've well, yeah, we've got people coming with ideas and doing different things. I mean, it's it's really has become. Uh, a group push, a group effort, and for a long time it really wasn't that. For a long time it was, you know, a, a few of us eating, sleeping, you know, Gate City number two. That was it. So, so all this being said, and we talked about those guys, those four guys before I cut you off rudely, mm-hmm. um, but but that's my job is to be rude. Um, yeah, be rude. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, uh, but but. How do you get from point A to point B? How does a lodge, if you're coming in, you're 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 a guy that just joined lodge, you realize you're in that other lodge, that other type of lodge that, that's on its way down. Is there is there a strategy to bring it up to to an active lodge like you're talking about? Um, you know, and, and and realizing that all lodges have a place to improve, um, uh, but but. Your lodge seems to be in a pretty good place. Uh, there's not a lot of lodges doing that co- those kind of events and, and pulling off and having people participating. How do you get but from point A to point B? Comes down on flavor. It, it does, but it comes down to the six points that I talked to you about, which is how we did what we did, which is basically appearance of the brethren, ritual proficiency and execution, appearance of the lodge, fellowship, education. And uh, and programs. I mean, it it really does come down to that. Those you really have to file on all six of those cylinders, or else, you know, you're really not. Again, you're not competing with all the other uh, strains on time. Right. So so you think that if 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 I'm going to get the best bang for my money to change a lodge around, I could maybe try to develop a, an innovative program that'll that'll create value for the brethren. Well, you could do that, but again, I'd, I'd start focusing on what what do you look like when you come to lodge? Mm-hmm. Are you are you coming in flip flops or tennis shoes or you know? Well, I usually get like the Frito Lay sour cream onion bag of chips on my lap with the. That's hot. Yeah, keep going. Oh yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah. Wrong phone the, call. The greasy fingers. <laughs> but, uh, no, but, but seriously, you, you know what I mean. It's one of those things that. Uh, it's one of those things that you really have to pay attention to. You, you, the lodge room has to look good. The brethren have to look the part. You know, the 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 ritual has to be good, or at least convincing to a to a new fella coming in. You can't be performing rituals and somebody's reading lines over your shoulders, and that's pretty obvious that you're not really, you know, serious. Right. Then you have to really, you know, have that fellowship, and that that could be the biggest part of all. You know, making sure that there's unstructured time to get to know fellows. So you're not coming to lodge; you're coming to see your friends. You're going out That's with your friends point. afterwards. You know, I did I did that with my kids. You know, unstructured play. You got to have unstructured play. Right. You, you, well, you same with adults in lodge, yeah, right? You got to have unstructured you, catering time. And that goes back to your earlier question: Why should I leave my family, my my living room, my wife, and the TV to spend time with you guys? You know. Yeah. You, you got to give them something to be there for, and again, you you got to throw some education in there, but it's got to be balanced, uh, and you got to throw some programs in there, but it's got to be balanced. And the programs are, are anything. I mean, 
look around your lodge. There's got to be somebody somewhere there that, that does something that's pretty interesting. You know, ex- exploit your the natural resources that your lodge possesses. You know, if a lot of guys are military uh, in your lodge, it, you know, it wouldn't hurt to, uh, you know, have all officers uh, wear applicable dress in their dress military uniform. You know, you just got to exploit your natural resources and, you know, maybe grab onto a niche there and, you know, that's another way to do it. It, it this may seem like a, a, a bit of a naive question to, to ask, but... Um, how do you go about convincing those that may not necessarily be on the same wavelength to go about that, and and to maybe even step it up a, a step or two beyond that? Let's make it a little bit more personal. If if the two of you were to stop doing what you're doing today, do you think that the lodge would would continue doing what the things you've put in motion already? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it becomes cultural because there's a lot of there's a lot of new fellows in the lodge and they've come in this way and they, and while they may push it forward in their own way there's still that template there there's no way that anybody would say you know what I'm I'm sick of tuxedos let's let's go for the bowling shirt thing I want to I want satan on my my shirt pocket you know come on no that that's not going to happen um you know, I don't. I don't see the culture really going anywhere. Nobody's going to say, "Guys, we're doing really good work right now. Let's just tone it down a notch. Let's just not. Let's be mediocre." They're all well aware that we're shooting or or wanting to be great. You know, we we don't want to we don't want to be a mediocre lodge. Not that you know lodges that that want that or they have a different path. You know, that's great for them. But I, so I, I do don't you realize what we're shooting for here? Do you regulate who gets into your lodge? Do you uh, are you guys pretty strict on the west gate, or do you guys uh, are you pretty open about it? Or uh, you know, I mean, if 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 somebody is not looking like they're gonna make it, you know, um, you either maybe the brother that wants to sign the petition. I mean, because people have to literally, especially if they don't know us, they have to hang around for a year. They have to be around for a year. And yeah, I mean we, we cued people. It's 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 actually not a rarity. Um, you know, and the people who are coming in, like our website, we don't lie on a website. They're looking at the they're looking at the photos that are there. That's what you can expect from a ritual. The people that go to Gate City are go go in there because they expect that sort of a thing. Um, they're not expecting, you know, uh, a more uh, a more played down ritual. So no, I, we we got it pretty well. Um, but if you do come forward, we do, I do as a master, I'm not sure everybody gets a fair shake. Yeah, it's literally up to yourself to come and, and show up, get to know the brethren, and we tell people don't just you know you know one or two, to keep moving around, get to, get to know everybody, more face time, and it's a it's a good vetting process for both sides. We get to know you, and you get to know us, and see if it's a, if it's a good fit. And, and recently, you know, our, our candidates and new brethren have included guys who own their own law firm, um, you know, defense contractors, uh, falconers, professional falconers, uh, fellows at Ford, uh, Ford Falcon, Tech. right? Yeah, Ford Falconers. That's right. He worked on the yeah. line for a long time. <laughs> He's a salty old fella. <laughs> but, uh, Sorry, no, I mean, bad joke. We do try and get a, a wide a wide array of people that are good at what they do. Uh, Mike, Mike, and uh, and and Bo, there's uh, one question I think Greg was asking uh, that I'd like to follow up on, and that's 
you know, the TO guys, uh, they tell us that they can't accomplish it within the lodge that they're in, that they have to go form another lodge to get away from all the past masters and all the people in there who are so set in their ways, we always did it this way, that they can't change. Now, you guys don't seem to have run into that. Uh, why is that, and how do you feel about what I said? Well, you know, what, the one thing I feel pretty blessed with in Gate City is our elder brother in our lodge, and we have a great diverse group as far as age goes. And we're definitely strong when it comes to youth, we also have that nice mixture of the older brother with the experience. And one thing I've noticed over the past couple of years is that, and I've heard it and I've seen it in other lodges, like we were mentioning, older brethren will sometimes say, no, put the brakes on, young fellow. We're not going to let you do that. And the idea the young brother or brother may have may very well be the, the catalyst to get uh, a positive change in that lodge that would draw uh, younger men to them. Uh, very fortunate, our lodge, our guys have been supportive 100% behind us. They realize, <laughs> and they even said that uh, to me one time after a meeting, you know, you're, you're the gate city of tomorrow. You know, now they're not going to obviously let us go down. If they see us going down a path of destruction, they may say, hey, let's hold on here. Let's, let's talk about this. But nonetheless, they're not going to try to hold us up saying, no, I'm going to vote against it. Or I'm going to you know, do this or that. They're very supportive. And in the sense <coughs> of, uh, on, the other, on the flip side of the coin, you know, perhaps if there were some, Past masters who are quite stringent on uh, on you know moving towards a traditional observance, perhaps they they do so out of experience. I mean you know it probably wouldn't be the first time that they've seen a, a young hot shot who is eager, but you know don't bring it unless you mean it. Don't do it unless you mean to follow up with it. Don't you know don't put uh, a plan together that's maybe uh, not full. You you really you got to see their point of it too. You know it. They have a vested interest in this thing, and again, if you're going to do something, make sure you do it right and to your absolute best effort. You know, don't just leave it undone. Mm-hmm. And so, an important uh, important ingredient of, of your success was was having the support of your elders. Then, is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. They they were gung ho about you know uh, a lot of the things that we were doing. I mean, who wouldn't want to see more proficient degree work? Who wouldn't want to see uh, a, a better uh, decorated lodge hall, more fellowship. I mean, you know, these these are the things that you really can't so much argue with. I mean, there's no arguing better work, uh, better looking work, you know, better looking brethren, mm-hmm. better programs. Oh, so you're getting model brethren. You're going to the model agency to get brethren. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, well, and, and but it's located right next to the Ford plant where they make the Falcon. You're the one who said brother, better looking brethren, not me. I'm, I'm pretty, I am a sexy guy. I have to admit that. I, I forget how pretty I am sometimes. See? You know, if you're going back to the older brethren, too, I, you know, that's one thing I've noticed uh, with it. They, they kind of have that sense of uh, of relief when they, they see us out there doing doing our thing and, and doing it well. It, it gives them, puts them at peace to know that you know, they, every, every brother loves their lodge. And especially for these older guys, they've probably seen the lodge change through the years, and I think they feel comfortable knowing that when they leave, Gate City will be okay. And that, that, that brings a sense of calm to them. Yeah, and, and again, well, like we said before, we, we can definitely see the flip side of the coin. Now, it doesn't do you any good to be a cantankerous older brother that, you know, is a is accosting you know some of these younger fellows with a a bit of animosity, which seems to happen a a, a fair amount of the time that, that I've seen anyway. And of course, they'll, they'll, the younger brother will sometimes wrongly give it back. But 
you know, it goes again back to balance. You know, some guys don't want this, you know, very intense sort of ritual. Some guys may opt for moderately intense. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with balance, you know. So maybe in some of these instances where the, you know, in certain cases where the TO guys have had to move away from their old lodges, you know, perhaps a little balance and, you know, over the years just keep moving in that direction, mm-hmm. uh, it, it it might have a different outcome. And then, of course, there are probably situations where the, the two sides are just never going to meet. Well, um, guys, I, I get, we got to start um, uh, concluding the program a little bit here, but I'd like to uh, – I think we're ending on a very positive note here uh, and basically um, – Concluding, you know, developing a successful lodge by saying that, uh, that, that, you know, don't give up and work with work with uh, work with all the members of your lodge and 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 lead, lead become a leader in your lodge and sell the idea of where you want to go because if you if it's sold properly you don't think you'll get the resistances that's pretty much what I'm I'm hearing um, in a roundabout fashion but uh, um, Greg yes sir. I love that. Can you say that again? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> um, I don't get that very often. I, <laughs> I, I know what you're going to ask me. You're going to ask me what's coming up. And, and truthfully, our calendar's a little bit open. There's a few things that are that are coming down the pipeline that we're waiting to, to get some fixed dates on. I know I had a, a few scheduling snafus that, that I need to work back in. Um, and, and I know to everybody's great dis- disappointment, we're, we're going to be dark next week. So um, look for no show next week, and we'll be back on the uh, what are we back on? Back on the 18th. So keep With an eye tuned. Yeah. We have a, a lot of balls in the air right now. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of things in play, and if anybody has any suggestions, you can always tell us. You can tell us on Twitter. You can tell us on Facebook. You can tell us on email. Just do a search for Masonic Central. You'll find some way to communicate with us and, and let us know, and, and we'll put your, your ideas into the hopper of things to, to get moving on. I, I've got everything from leaders of, of large national Masonic organizations in the batch to Masonic uh, rappers, hip-hoppers that might be coming on, uh, to authors, to other luminaries and all that good stuff. So, so lots and lots of things that are sort of in the ether, and, and they'll be shaping up in the weeks to come. But but always let us more. You know, as, as Mike Rose says in Dirty Jobs, if you got an idea out there, send it to us. You know, we're always looking for for new and fun ideas. So, um, gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Bo, Mike, thanks for for being here and, and talking about the all the success of Gate City and, and going through the the quagmire of the controversy, but coming out on the other side and, and smelling like roses. Sure, our pleasure and pleasure. And by the way. Uh, as a disclaimer, we we're not speaking on behalf of Grand Lodge or or ordained to even have any <laughs> office thereof. So we absolutely did not speak on behalf of Grand Lodge in any form or fashion. Absolutely not. And just to preface it, really, just for the the whole nature of the program, you know, all the opinions expressed in here and ideas, it's all of the commentators themselves, I, myself included, Dean included, and and are really just that their ideas. And we're not speaking for any Grand Lodge. Uh, national body, right college, you name it. We're, Anything this is, this really. really? Yeah, I mean, really, this is just a just the. This is all the, deja vu, Greg. Conversation, I know, isn't it? Um, so, but thanks, Joe, thanks, Mike, thanks, Bo. I really appreciate you coming on, and, and thanks so, to Fred for suggesting it and for for coming on too. 
And before we go, before we all wrap up, because we've got a few seconds left, what's the the Great Gate City Lodge website? Oh, www.gatecity2.org. Gatecity2.org. Dot org. And, and look for the blog on there. Go, for anybody listening, go check out the events, especially if you're close by. That's where they post up all the stuff that's going on. So like the the Falconer event and, and other events that come up too. I, I was noticing you guys don't have a calendar. You might want to put a calendar on here for all the, the fun stuff coming. You know, that, that, uh, we're going to have to beat somebody about the head and chest with a wet noodle. And <laughs> well, we're off streaming now, so we're not live anymore. This is all now downloaded content. And um, Guys, do we have an yeah. after show? Uh, not not for yeah, me. Not for, not for me tonight. Maybe from Greg. For me, I'm going to bed early. Greg, uh, I'll be happy um, to talk with you some more. It's been a minute. Yeah, you know what? I'll do. I'll do it after show, Dean. Um, you gonna go to bed, there, Dean? Yeah, you, you know my problem. Um, I I do have a bad throat right now. Dean, just make sure and pour out the pour out the bong water into the toilet, not the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. This is downloaded content. Yeah. <laughs> a little Crown Royal will fix you. All still recorded. What, what did I just say? I don't understand. What? What? Who? Who? Who's on the phone imitating me? Is this downloaded Wait. content? Yeah, this will be heard yeah, by this... people downloading the program. Oh, okay. Well, then you know. Let, hmm. I'm just going to it's all it's all good. Not to worry. Not to worry. Don't worry. We, we joke a lot on this show. Um, so, guys, thank you so much for coming on. I I have I I, I have been following uh, your lodge for a while, and I know that since the controversy has hit, because you guys stuck to your kahunas a little bit, I know that a lot of people have have um, garnered a lot of respect for your lodge. I'm glad that things are coming out the other side, sounding pretty good. Um, uh, better, and uh, and I know that there's a lot of people that are interested in attending your lodge, and especially after this program. There's so much more to it than just getting through a controversy. There's a there's a, there's real meat in there, and I can tell by talking to you guys that if I was living in the right region, I would probably be going to your lodge. And um, I'll just leave no, it at that. For, we we, we like to think of ourselves as. Uh, in, in the city of Atlanta, anyway, as, as, as egregious as this may sound, we like to think of ourselves as the only lodge that matters. It's sort of like the Flash, <laughs> but uh, I'll set up. <laughs> well, I, I, that's, that's probably true of every lodge, though. You know, that, that's we all like to think that our babies are the prettiest one. You know, <laughs> that's right. And our you know, no little brat. You know, one thing we didn't mention was one thing we didn't mention was these guys got the Twain Award. We did get the Twain Award. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't mention we, that we on here. We wrote it up in Damn the it. very room where we're sitting right now. Where, you know, I've read the word. The 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 download is actually greater than the live listen. So, um, it's folks. You just mentioned it. it. Yeah, you just mentioned it. <laughs> okay. Oh, congratulations for those for those that for those that really care. <laughs> I was going to say. Really we get about 100 live listens an episode, roughly, and we get about 1,000 downloads after the, pro, after the show has been, been recorded. Yeah. Oh, I'll be for done. That, I'll be done. For wow. those that really care. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's so, about 100 so. live listens. How many did you get tonight? 
Uh, we won't know until after the program. I, I think we'll probably probably thirty or forty. I think that that I could see right now. We have probably those are 20. those are people that are in the chat, but there's still people that listen via bandwidth that that don't enter into the chat room. So exactly, there's there's a lot more of them that we don't see. We we only know after the show when we look at when we look at the analytics. Yeah. So, uh, once I, once there's I all the tech for you on the live download, the full Monty. <laughs> Good. Well, um, yeah. Thanks for having us um, on the show. Yeah, really oh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Um, what email should I send uh, the info over to the the post show? Or actually, I can I can give you the number if you want to call into it. The post show. Yeah. yeah. We're We're talking what's, the, what's the post show? Break out the booze. <laughs> All right. What's the number to the post show? Uh, number to dial for the post show is 724-444-7444. And what do you do at the post show? Just rant it's, more? Yeah, it's just same thing that we're doing now, just uh, off the record. And okay. a lot more like, people open with mics. What, what, like you do again? after lunch. Good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Casual fellowship. It's it's a benefit to our live listeners. They get to go into the post show, talk to our uh, talk to the people we bring in, and it's like going into after lodge, going down, going going to the to the dining hall, whatever, and having just a you know, big open chat with open mics and chatting. Okay, well, let's, let's call that. Give us that number one more time because it seems like it doesn't have enough numbers. Everything <laughs> is. Four four four. Four four four. Four four four. Yeah. Yeah. Four four four. Seven mm-hmm. four four four. And, and don't they have to have one nine one six two? Is there a four in there? No. Yeah, no, there's no fours in there. He, he just made a hash <laughs> out of this number. I don't know how. He there's a there's a call in ID also, and I'm trying to launch it. Actually, Dean, I'm having a bit of trouble here trying to launch it. Um, the call in for the the call ID is one nine one six two. One nine one six two. Yeah, they'll ask you for it. Okay, one nine one six two and seven two four 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 seven four four four. Right. Yep. And so I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump off right now, gentlemen, and I will meet you there yeah, on the other side too. for that one. All right. All right. So we'll uh, wrap things up. We'll uh brother Greg uh, this I'll, is I'll Brother Greg Crown Royal Light. And, and this is Brother Dean saying, see you in the East. <laughs> Good night, all. Good night. Good night. Good night.